What is up, Mile Higher homies? We are back. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast episode 24 with your hosts, Kendall and Josh. (laughs) Kendall. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. And get ready, you guys. This one's going to be a real mind spinner. Yes, absolutely. This has been a, a topic that. A lot of you have actually requested, I think, mm-hmm. and are very interested in. I think, honestly, anybody that hears this this story or topic is would be intrigued by it. And yeah. that is the legendary John Teeter, the mm-hmm. time traveler. Mm-hmm. So we are going to dive into that today because... Because it's really cool. I'm obsessed with yeah, it. It's I did a video on it, and it's one of my favorite videos I've ever done to this day. Even though I don't know if it's like... It's not something yeah. that I can hang well, my hat thing. on either. It's just a well, fun thing to look like, at. There's, I mean, we don't have a ton of like hard physical yeah. concrete proof that it's just it's even a really real. fun one to ponder i but think like yeah. this is going to be a great podcast filled with discussion filled with a lot of you know mind-bending concepts we're really excited for it so yes absolutely yes. and we are also excited because we're, we're starting to get some sponsors of the podcast and today we have uh one of our sponsors is amino app the amino app which you if you haven't heard of the amino app it is actually a very cool app it's a basically a mobile network of communities for every interest on the planet. And it's one of the very best places to connect with people who share your interests. And this is something that Kendall and I both use quite a bit because it is a very, very cool app. We're not lying here, Mm -hmm. but well, I started actually using it like two years ago uh, for ASMR. Oddly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place (laughs) to discover new, new topics, new things. Cause like one of the hardest things about being into like conspiracy theories, aliens, or, yeah. you know, in a paranormal shit or true crime or any of that is that like sometimes you can feel like you're the only one in your school, you're, you know, where you live that is into that kind of stuff. Maybe you're in like your me family. And no one else understands yeah. ASMR. <laughs> no one else understands that shit. But the cool thing is that you can actually, it, through this app, this Amino app, you can actually connect with all these different communities that have loads of members, loads of people on yeah. it that are really into this stuff. And you actually can learn a lot of stuff uh, through the different communities that they have. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like conversations. I mean, there's quizzes, polls, there's art, there's videos, there's group chat, voice chat. I mean, there's literally anything and everything you could want in an app. Amino has it. And it's actually a lot of fun. And Kendall and I both have our own Amino pages on it. Um, You can actually find us on there under Kendall Ray or Josh Lador. We have our own pages. You can follow us, connect with us, chat with us. We got group chats going, all sorts of fun stuff going on there. So you definitely want to check it out. It's free to download, which is a cool thing about it. And it's free to make an account. And I'll actually put a link in the description for y'all on YouTube so you guys can go and, and download it. But also put the link in the uh, description of the podcast. So for those of you listening, if you go on iTunes or wherever you're listening, you should be able to see it there as well. And you can get direct access to the Conspiracy Theory Amino uh, on the app, which is very, very cool. So we want to. Thank Amino for sponsoring it. it. Is not every day that you find sponsors that want to sponsor this kind of shit. And so. yeah, the sponsors that want to sponsor cool stuff like we like you know, conspiracy shout out to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a really cool app. It's a great way to meet people too. Yeah, it's a great way to connect, connect. with people. Yeah, Absolutely, it really is very cool stuff. But what um, uh, something else we wanted to talk about yes, today? Yes, I wanted to just do a quick shout out to my homies over at Cloud Nine or BuyLegalMeds.com. Right, is the official um, web yes. web address. So. Uh, I know you guys know I've been really, really struggling with my health. It's been battles almost every day. Like the mornings have been really bad. My joint pain is horrible. My chronic fatigue, my anxiety, just 
every like the last six months i feel like my body just like decided to give up on me mm -hmm. but <laughs> uh this morning i woke up with really really bad arm back joint just joint pain where i normally have it and i tried for the first time the new activate cbd syrup now this is three times the amount of cbd which by the way there's no thc this isn't going to get you high this is not marijuana this is the hemp side of the plant um, so it's completely legal in all 50 states, hemp-derived CBD. And this is the Cloud9 syrup. And this is the nighttime version of it, which Josh and I swear by this stuff. Excellent we stuff, guys. No, for it. real. It tastes good. Yeah, I always have the best sleep, deep sleep. I don't yes. wake up. And I have the best dreams. I got to say, yeah. every it's consistent. Every time I drink that before bed, I have the the yeah. best dreams like i can completely eliminate dreams. sleeping pills when using this and i've had to use sleeping pills for years so this stuff's amazing it comes yeah. in a bunch of different flavors and it makes you really tired so I, I mean i wish i could take this every day but then i found activate and this is for the mornings because this isn't going to make you tired but it's three times the amount of cbd and i use this for the first time today and i can't even tell you guys the difference it has made in my pain today i feel like a new woman right now i'm like so excited i'm adding a little bit to my smoothie right now you can mix it with anything this one's like you know just there's no flavor to this one but the nighttime version you can add to spray. You just we add it to it any with, drink, any of your favorite uh, I drinks. I use it with buy, um, juice, yeah, whatever juice. you want to do. It's really great. So, so if it's you're just tired awesome. of, yeah, so if you're tired of supporting big pharma and, yeah. all, and all of these prescription companies or whatever, and you want to try a natural, natural alternative, then definitely look no further than uh, CBD products. Um, it's really amazing stuff. Uh, they also sell um, actual CBD flour, so hemp flour this is not marijuana this is hemp and you can smoke this and it doesn't get you high or anything because there's no thc it's not psychoactive it's amazing dude but it, it has all those medicinal effects of cbd so you know knowing like takes away the anxiety pain all mm. sorts of benefits to it and it, it works really well and we're not we're not lying i mean this is good stuff <laughs> yeah i mean this so, isn't sponsored we just love this right stuff, and the so. reason why we wanted to talk yeah, about it is it because up. we have a new code for y'all that gives you guys 20% off your 20 entire order off this time, you guys. of BiolegalMeds.com. And the code is MileHigher, one word. So definitely go check it out. There's yes. something on there that everybody can benefit from. Yeah, there's stuff for dogs. We give our dogs CBD. Yeah, there's um, the pet drops. Oh, yep. the not to mention all the topical like creams and stuff I use from them. Freeze gel and I can't even recommend it enough. It's life-saving. So I just wanted to pass it along to you guys. But now let's, let's go ahead and move on into the next <laughs> section of the podcast here. The next section is just um, just quickly, as always, thank you to all of you guys who support us. Seriously, the ratings and reviews, I actually go and uh, read some of the reviews on iTunes because I think it's important that I look at all the feedback because we take this, I take this very seriously. You take it pretty seriously. Yeah. We like to have fun, obviously. <laughs> me is just pretty seriously? Are you kidding me? You're, I take it very I'm, seriously. I'm a little bit more serious. I, think. I mean, let's ask these guys. I mean, they would probably say I'm a little more serious. But well, serious, serious attitude and, during right, I'm more serious. fun. You're yes, boring. But that's, so. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, it's all good. It's all good. But seriously, guys, thank you, and thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are awesome, and we have a new patron this month, stellar patron Ben Snow. Thank you, dude. What up, Ben Appreciate Snow? Appreciate it. And Ben Snow's hitting us with the patron <laughs> question this week. Hell yeah! And it has to do with uh, big pharma. He said, "Hey guys, what are your thoughts on the notion that large pharmaceutical companies hold the cure to large scale diseases such as cancer, but instead of releasing these cures to the public, they lock them away under the idea?" There's more money in treating a condition than curing it. Thanks, guys, and keep up the great work. 
I know like a lot about this, but not enough to like have a full opinion on it yet. Although I definitely lead in the side that I would not be shocked if pharmaceutical companies have the cure to cancer. And there's from the evidence I have seen, it is very compelling. Yeah, and absolutely. Pretty obvious. So I plan to definitely look more into that. I haven't really looked much into that, honestly, because it's really freaky idea that they could have. Yeah, that. yeah, it really is. Um, and, and I think it's definitely something that we would probably do a podcast episode on at some yeah. point, just on this idea of, you know, that the, you know, the government, whoever, you know, whoever's controlling everything is somehow withholding cures to diseases um, so that, you know, these corporations and big pharmaceutical companies can continue to make the massive profits they do off of these horrible diseases like cancer and, you know, all these other life-threatening diseases that people have to deal with on a daily basis. So I, 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 I pretty much, I mean, that's the thing. When you start down this path of questioning everything and questioning the government and, you know, what you've been told, what, you know, what history is, uh, you know, what version of history you've gotten, you realize that there is a strong probability, no matter what evidence there is for it, that this could be possible. Yes. You know, that's, yep. at the end of the day, I don't know for sure. But I think it is very possible that they could have these cures and may have had them for a very long time and have kept them because there's I mean, there's so many things. I don't even want to go down that road because this will be yeah, another episode here. But topics. very, very good question. Ben. Yeah, uh, you guys have the deepest questions. I love it. We're going to go deep into that one on another podcast. That'll be it. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. We could definitely do a whole episode about that for sure. But then this is crazy. You guys, this, this is very one. crazy. So. <laughs> I don't know if you guys even heard about this. It doesn't seem like it's getting that much attention here in the U.S., but there's a uh, youth soccer team in Thailand that is is missing. And they basically went into this cave system and they have not been seen for a week now. And God. yeah, and apparently the, this this cave is very deep and the water levels rise in it very quickly. So, and they actually have warning signs outside of it not to go into it. And for whatever reason, the soccer team, which is um, 12 boys aged 11 and 16, <coughs> and their 25-year-old chaperone uh, were the ones that went into it for whatever reason, whether they're just going to explore or I, I have no Seems idea like what they're really doing. like a really fucking bad idea. Just saying. Yeah, and they had a day's worth of food apparently and some flashlights. So it seems like it was going to be kind of like a fun activity of let's go explore this this cave or something because they found mm. bicycles at the mouth of the cave after hours the entrance was already sealed oh so then maybe they went in afterwards when they weren't supposed to interesting but um seems like a weird activity to do with a team of soccer kids yeah yeah but basically they're stranded inside this cave and and as far as we know we presume they're still alive hopefully and so it's been a race against the time essentially to try and rescue them it's been a huge operation wow. and literally they've had divers geared up and wade into this money muddy black chasm which is it's completely dark in this thing there's no light in there whatsoever and basically it started with a small team of local responders and by now a week later it's turned into a multinational race so there's rescues from all sorts <coughs> of countries there Australia, Britain, uh, the U.S. just sent a team of 17 Air Force rescue specialists uh, to aid in the search. And they, they still haven't found them? They still haven't found them yet. So they're in there pretty deep. So <coughs> it makes you wonder exactly what happened. But it seems that they had, because the water rose, it kind of locked them out of the entrance. 
and they had to go farther deeper into the cave which then just closed off more and more entrances oh, so they're so they're very they're they think they're like a mile deep into the cave like they're extremely far into the cave because the fact that they've haven't found them yet is like crazy to me yeah and that's so crazy scary to me too so they're most likely in pitch dark oh on a tiny God. little shelf yeah because they're surrounded by water died unless they like pers like saved them alone in this cave oh yeah my god that's so scary it's absolutely crazy but i just wanted to share that and hopefully hopefully they hopefully they we'll find these guys i mean guys yeah hopefully yeah. we'll have an update because that's that's just terrifying and i mean i don't know if you guys have ever been in like a deep cave before like carlsbad cavern or anything like that mm -mm. it's pretty freaky when you're down down there dude i can imagine i feel like i've had such bad like claustrophobia yeah i can't even imagine <laughs> the conditions and how horrible it must be but there's literally they have like navy seals that are they actually the good news is that this week they got far enough into the cave that they've set up another base camp that's how big this thing is they had to swim water food supplies underwater to another portion of the cave because like a lot of caves you go into it and then you swim underneath for a while and then you pop out and you're in this cavern like little, yeah and so they were wow. able to get pretty far in there and set up another camp so that they can then go further into it because wow. that's the thing is like these divers can't go so far that they can't get out themselves yeah, yeah. it's very dangerous so yeah Dude, it's, it's just craziness i wonder craziness. if there's anything paranormal to that like did they disappear Maybe. i just don't understand like why they thought that was a good idea and <clears throat> yeah, i mean it was like a, a bunch odd... of young kids and like a 25 year old did their but... parents like sign out like a permission slip or something like no no they, they it was after soccer practice yeah. it was just like some sort of like hang out after soccer practice and like the They're parents like, hey let's take you into this fucking cave yeah and they the took us were, like, to like champs for lunch when i was on a soccer team well I don't this know. is this is thailand too, i know but still about. they don't like, have champs come on, you don't <laughs> no shit we've been there there's yeah. no champs there i don't even think there's champs here anymore i don't even remember that was an old place i don't even oh yeah it is it's old yeah but, but anyway, <laughs> hopefully they find these poor yeah, kids and you can't imagine the fear that these parents are having and all the kids like God. And the authorities think that they have two weeks time before they're dead like that's how long wow. they have. It's already been a week and they haven't found them So so as of right now, it's you know, it's starting to head down the yeah. the road of this may not be good What we find Damn. if we ever find them which is yeah. crazy, but well, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on that one but um our second sub intro topic here is this one's crazy. Yeah. I tweeted about this because I just, I can't believe this, honestly. It's it's so fucking weird. It's bizarre. There was this German man who is suspected of killing 21 coworkers by poisoning their food, their lunches. Yeah. Coworkers' lunches. 21 over them in like, what, 18 years of time? Something like that. Like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, since 2000, 21 employees. Why has no one said, uh, why is all this dude's coworkers dying except for him? Seriously, and they just, they just caught them because an employee caught this dude trying to poison a coworker's lunch. Yeah. And when police did a search of this dude's home, they found Quicksilver, lead, and cadmium in the man's home, which are all poisonous. So he's a serial killer. He's this a, is true. It's he's a serial killer. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, who? Why kill twenty-one people? The sandwich killer. That's crazy. Well, I hope they are able to prove more, like what exactly. 
I mean, I'm sure it's just in the beginning well, phases of investigation now. Right. This is, they think he may be responsible for up to 21 deaths. Well, he was but caught on camera doing it to one specific coworker. Yeah. So now they've like, oh, whoa. Like, we look back at the history. All these people are dying of weird health issues. Yeah. That, they and all they're had like, lunch oh, with it's all him. starting to add up now. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's just, that's just bizarre. That's like a weird one, dude. The guy's a 56-year-old and... The would-be victim alerted his superiors and asked them to review the recordings made by security cameras, which actually showed the suspect adding the substance to his co-worker's lunch. So he's literally, like, opening yeah. up lunch, like, going yeah. into the fridge, opening people's lunches and, like, sprinkling mm -hmm. some fucking Quicksilver mm -hmm. in there to, like, point so that the... Oh, God, that's terrifying. Now, now, I feel, now I feel, like, bad for everybody that, like, brings their lunch to work. They're going to all be paranoid that yeah. people are going to try to poison their lunch. Oh, that's creepy, dude. That's so creepy. Get get a like a locked lunchbox. The manager of of the actual employee they arrested said, "In the beginning, we thought it was a misconceived prank between coworkers and not a murder attempt." Wow. And it, it and the case escalated because the attempted or escalated to an attempted murder after authorities identified the powder as lead acetate, a highly toxic and nearly tasteless substance that could cause serious organ damage. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah, the dude had mercury and lead as well in his home. God. So he's just got all these. He's clearly like, this is what he does. He's totally a yeah. serial killer. He's probably done it to more people than just people at work. I'm sure he's done it to like people out and about. He's probably like this crazy lunch poisoner killer. I mean, it, what a like easy. I mean, in a way, what an easy way to like kill people. Yeah, without yeah, without being caught. Like, that's so how would they weird. ever trace that? Seriously, that's so weird, especially if you're not like a big part of these people's lives. That's crazy, man. Two that's of the so other employees are still in a coma and another man is on dialysis. Damn, and many of the deceased people. die of cancer or heart attacks due to Damn. heavy metal poisoning. Mm. And this guy's been there times. at this plant for 38 years. Damn. And the dude's just remain just completely went silent after they arrested him. Wow, that's craziness. Wow. That's insane. So lesson here is protect your lunch yes protect, protect your lunch put a lock on that shit <laughs> yeah, dude this up, is the literally. world we live in we're I know. fucking crazy ass you have to worry about everything dude like i i don't want to i hate to like sometimes I'm like am i too paranoid about this world and life and how crazy everything is but it's like i feel like i used to be but i've gotten better because i've just been like well can't control it might as well just chill be vigilant, but, but you, chill. But you gotta be vigilant. <laughs> vigilant though. and chill. Vigilant and chill. Yeah. You gotta watch your back it's in this really day crazy. and age, though. Oh, that's so sad, though. God. Seriously, though. What the fuck? It's very odd. All right. Here we go, guys. Ready for John Teeter time? Is it John Teeter time? It's John Titor time. <laughs> Don't sit. In my first Tit video on him, you I called like, him Titter. Titter. <laughs> John Titter. Titter. I was like, oh. oh, man, shaking my head. Yep. Yep. That's why it sucks to be a YouTuber because your mistakes is online forever. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So John Teeter, who the fuck is John Teeter? Where does the story begin? So and this is this is why it's so interesting, because on November 2nd, 2000, a person who called themselves by the username time travel underscore zero. And later, John Teeter started posting on a public forum, a 4chan forum, that he was a was time traveler. Yes, it was 4chan. This yeah. was in 2000. This Are was you in, sure? Yes, 4chan has been around a very long time. Okay, so then 
yeah, I feel like we should like kind of set the scene for people. Like the internet was like just started. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Was well, if you fresh. go back to to two thousand, I mean, this is like there wasn't many people on there. No, no, and it, and the people that were on the internet at that time Before were MySpace, kind of right? like power users. I would call them. Yeah, people that like had a purpose for being on the internet, yeah. or like you know, pretty tech savvy people, people that knew Smart, how to navigate form. People. And that's the thing is like the internet started out as just like. A lot of forums, a lot of like public places. Yep. Back in the AOL group chats, dial up days. <laughs> group chats, public chat rooms. Yeah. So yeah, this guy claiming to be John. Let me Cheater just take you all back a second. Started posting. Oh, you're gonna take. <laughs> this is how you get on the internet back then. People are probably like, is the podcast? Is there something wrong? <laughs> oh my god. What the hell? <laughs> Just keeps going like that? And Connect then it finally connects. And then it's like, you've got mail. That was the AOL <laughs> sign-on dial-up. That's what dial-up internet was like when it first started. Because this is before yeah. broadband. Yeah. Broad, brand, broadband. <laughs> Bra- I swear, sometimes when I'm doing this podcast, like this crazy like country accent comes out of- <laughs> And what? I'm like, where the hell? There I've must never be my, noticed like, that. My, all the all the country places I've lived, I, it rubs <laughs> off of me. God, we should tell. We should do a whole podcast just on all the places you've lived. We should do a podcast on each of us about our life, <laughs> our life story in a podcast. <laughs> okay, no one cares. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. All okay? right. So John Teeter is a supposed time traveler from the year 2036, and on the forum he says, "Greetings. I am a time traveler from the year 2036." I am on my way home after getting an IBM 5100 computer system from the year 1975. My time machine is a stationary mass temporal displacement unit manufactured by General Electric. The unit is powered by two top spin dual positive singularities that produced a standard offset Tipler sinusoid. I will be happy to post pictures of the unit. Yeah, he was very forthcoming about all his technology and was always willing to answer questions for people, post pictures, share as much as they wanted to which know. Is, yeah, which is why he's so convincing. Yeah, exactly. Is, and his knowledge of technology is is very good. Very good for just very you know, advanced. some rando. He must have some some knowledge of something. Yeah. So he, he just starts by making these posts on, on the forums. And he continued to post in December 2000, January 2001, February 2001, and March 2001. So only like five months total of posting time. Yeah. It's only like five months. Yeah. Yeah. November, December, January, February, March. Yep. Because his last post came on March 21st, 2001, when he told everybody that he would be leaving our world and returning to 2036. And then after that post, John Teeter did not show up on the internet since. Well... Kind of, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But to go back to how he explained who he was, he said that he came from a military group who was sent on a mission to go back in 1975 in order to obtain some computer technology. Mm -hmm. And in his post, he talked about the secret function that was on this IBM 5100 portable computer from the 70s. And they had to get this computer because... Something had gone wrong in the future and they needed like an old system in order to reboot something. Like that's what it's he was talking It's because it about. had it has the capability to um translate computer code. There's different so like a lot what a lot of people don't understand about computer uh 
computer programming is that there are a lot of languages, just like spoken languages that we speak. There's different languages. Mm -hmm. And this computer had the ability to translate between all of them. And there's, I think there's like four main ones. I can't even remember off the top of my head what they and are. And it but, was a secret function by IBM. It yes, was not right. announced not at a, the time right. that he was talking about this. Right, exactly. And he said that the company was keeping it a secret so that other companies didn't find out and try to steal it. And no one knew how to find the function. And then in 2004, long after John left the internet, IBM came forward and said that this function had been there the whole time. And it had. And people were like, whoa, he was fucking right. Like, that is such a specific thing. Very specific. The IBM 5100 portable computer. Years before he says that, you know, it's just really, really weird. So his whole thing was he had to go back and get it because his grandpa had one of the these. Like, according to John, his grandpa had these computers and that's why they specifically sent him back because it's more easy to be like hey i'm your future grandson here's some things i know about right. our family here's right. how i convince you to so that you'll this give machine. this computer to me yeah so that was basically what he said why he was chosen specifically for the mission right and the re and so the reason that he came back to 1975 to get this computer is because according to john teeter in 2036 Shit hit the fan, man. Shit hits the fan. Yeah. Apparently, everyone is recovering from a huge war that had previously taken place. And because of the war, we lost all of our communication systems and computers. And we needed access to the translation function in order for us to speak to those who spoke a different language. So mm -hmm. the computer languages. Mm -hmm. Which I take this as literally an apocalyptic event occurred. Basically, worst case scenario, doomsday happens. And all of our communications get wiped out. All of our computers get wiped out. Yeah, you know, from what he described it as, it sounds like just world war, basically nuclear war. Right. Which you may think it's weird for someone to need to go get old technology in order to move forward. But actually something similar has happened uh, to NASA actually in 2002. NASA was finishing up building their booster testing machines and they actually had to buy outdated medical equipment on eBay to find their now outdated Intel 8086 chips from the 1970s which is absolutely so cool. true that they sometimes have to do that like sometimes you know well it's just like with anything if you yeah. lose you know if you lose a piece or you know you lose something new and then you don't know how to rebuild that like it's like with cell phones right like what would we do none of us know how to build a cell phone right like where would we start we'd have to like go back to the basics go back to the first cell phone and look at it and try to figure it out you know yeah so it'd be easier so basically it's easier to reconstruct the older technology start from the base and then work your way back up. Yeah. It's kind of this sense. idea of Kali Yuga, if you know what that is, which is like, <laughs> I do um, not, which What'd is you like say, Kali Yuga, Kali Yuga. It's basically this idea that our world goes through these uh, phases every, every thousand, several thousand years or whatever, where oh. civilization builds up, gets really, really advanced. It's like and the then, great year. Yeah, exactly. Theory. And then something apocalyptic happens yeah. and it completely restarts the cycle. It's like this giant like the life Egyptians cycle. were really exactly. advanced and then they got, yeah. So it's kind of that idea. But John Teeter said that his grandfather was actually working on computers in the 1970s. And it was common for this military group to send people back in time who had family members that they needed something from, which makes sense. And like we said, it's much easier to convince someone of time traveling if you can give them specific facts about the actual family. So people think that John Teeter actually may have stopped Y2K. And this is really confusing, by the way. It does There's jump so many around parts a lot. of this that are just like, real. no, this specific part, the whole stopping Y2K. Yeah, is no, this is this is kind of weird. Yeah. 
I don't fully understand like how he would have done that. How, like the logistics of a lot of this don't make sense. There's definitely going to be a lot of confusion here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're dealing with like an anonymous internet poster, so <laughs> it's hard to say, you know. So um, yeah, if you want, go ahead. But yeah, back in 1999, people were freaking out about the possibility possibility of electronics breaking down once it hit 2000, which is and, real. They yeah, were. dude, were. I remember it. I remember the year 2000 so well. Like, I remember where I was. I was at my grandparents' house in Boulder, Colorado, and everyone was freaked out i remember everyone's really freaked out about like traveling and planes and calendars switching over and computers blowing up just like ridiculous stuff and it's like why Um, though why why would that have anything to do with it i don't even know what they thought but i mean it was such a big deal that um i played a clip of it in my video but that people were like tons of people had to work on new year's eve because of this like everyone had to be on the phone with investors to make sure nothing happened and Gotcha. Yeah. So, so I know what it is. It's, it was known as the Y2K millennium bug or a bug. It's a computer bug, which is yeah. related to the formatting and storage of calendar data mm-hmm. for dates beginning in the year 2000. So people thought that the computer systems would all go down due mm-hmm. to this bug. And, and the world so, like crash. Yeah. And that everything would just fall apart because by and the this planes time, would fall out of the sky because the air traffic right. controls computers won't work. And <laughs> they thought it would just be this massive like chaotic event that would just take place i remember my parents were scared too but that's the thing nothing ended up happening no no it was kind of funny almost because so many companies paid so much money to have employees work like two whatever time paid times two whatever because they worked on people overtime there was like there was like investment people working around the clock it's yeah. because they thought the Wall Street was going to crash and yep. like people would be doing last like, oh, holy shit, got to, you know, trade yeah, this save everything. So the, everybody was staffed like, yeah. and, you know, usually on New Year's people are not, you know, not working. No. They're off. So right. it was kind of interesting that they thought that was going to happen. So the theory goes is that John Teeter may have had something to do with stopping the Y2K bug from hitting everything or you know from this catastrophe from happening is is what some i guess some believe or what he sort of made himself uh believe so he ended up having to make an unplanned stop actually in the year 2000 um he thought if he arrived to his parents house around that time his child self was born uh which was in 1998 isn't that trippy so he was like from the year uh 2036 so he was a baby he was born in 1998. So he was like only a, he was a baby. Literally his child self was in the house and he like shows up and was like, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's He's me, like, guys. I'm from the future. And somehow convinced them. I know like, you think I am that's me, but this is yeah, me. Yeah, like this is me future. as well. I am also here. I feel and like I'm is, here to stay with you. <laughs> this reminds me of like some family guy episode or something. Dude, it's so weird. But then you start so to trippy. see more and it's like, whoa. Um, But yeah, he convinced them that he should be able to stay there whatever so they let him and um if this is true that means they were currently living on a timeline that was altered by in 1975 by a time traveler right right which i guess makes sense yeah Yeah. it's crazy (laughs) it's so weird like it's time travel is just completely just i don't yeah mind blow you like (laughs) mind blow you (laughs) just mind blew me man but before we talk a little bit more about, because he did make a lot of uh, predictions about things, which uh, is some of the more interesting things that he talked about. All right. What did John Teeter predict? What questions did he answer about our 
future. Well, in one of his posts, he said, care to share with me how you solve the overheating problem of your space plane. Of course, at the time, no one knew what he was talking about. Space but, plane. Hmm. Interesting way of saying that. Yeah. Why didn't you just say like spaceship? But then in 2003, the Columbia spaceship that had seven crew members ended up exploding due to overheating when it was on its way back to Earth. So a lot of people think that this is what John was talking about when he mentioned a space plane overheating because he posted this before in 2001. Yep. So this was before this happened. So mm -hmm. maybe he knew that this was going to happen. I mean, I'd say that's a pretty big coincidence. It, it and is. it was an overheating problem. So, I mean, it makes even more sense. Um. Plus, if you were like a time traveler and you're coming back, like you'd probably start like giving things that are going to happen, like predictions that are of like big events to prove that you. Well, that's the only way you're going to get people to believe you. So obviously, I mean, in his head, he's thinking like, "What were some big events? The Columbia spaceship was a big, big event." <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if he was trying to get like answers for his like his time machine overheating or something. But Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But the, the interesting thing about this John Teeter character is that he was very open about talking about time travel and he literally would answer any questions that came his way, except for the fact that he wouldn't talk about natural disasters and he wouldn't give any information about uh, or anything someone could profit off of, such as lottery, gambling, sports racing, all that kind of stuff, which makes sense because like clearly everybody, like, hey man, what are the winning lottery numbers going to be for yeah. next year, next month? Like, And he actually would get mad at people um, for saying that kind of stuff because he was really annoyed with like our generation. Uh, like how obsessed with money and like yeah, how we just want... the former generation was because he was living in like, according to him, like basically a post-apocalyptic world where people are kind of like coming back to basics. Right. Kind of getting their shit together. Rebuild society, yeah. community, got to help each other. And he blamed other. like our greed yeah. for getting us to that point. Um, so he was he was really annoyed when anyone would ask about any like he'd be like yell at people back yeah. like don't fucking ask me that yeah and like the natural disasters thing he I mean basically just chalked that up to like that's nature like I can't like predict. yeah nature's he called it death by probability death by probability interesting mm -hmm. so the the ran so nature natural disasters are just just random events that occur yeah. Like basically he's saying that There's like no not you can't predict it. a lot of things like even some of these big events were hard for him to predict because when you time travel he said that there's like this slight difference which we'll get more into but yeah um, but yeah this is interesting he, he responded to someone else saying why don't I give you a stock tip the money that you make would dilute the intelligence and forethought that a smart person had in picking the stock all by themselves if I told you how to get rich I would be taking money from them and giving it to you. So he was very smart about like what he shared. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a real mind bender right there. Yeah. If I could tell you, if I told you how to get rich, I'd be taking money from them and giving it. Yeah, to you. from people that were actually making the actual bets on the stocks or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know how stocks work. Anyway, but the I think the biggest question, his. yeah, the biggest question about him is like, how the fuck did you time travel? Yeah, like, like let's see the time machine. Everybody wants to know how do you actually time travel, and a lot of people associate time travel with the machine. And the thing about this that's kind of funny is it's very similar to like it is Back how to the Future. Back to the Future is yeah, the movies, um, the DeLorean, Professor, the whole thing. It is very. It does <laughs> have a lot of similarities. Yep. 
So he claimed that this time machine was about 500 pounds, but still small enough to fit in a suitcase. But because it was so heavy, he had to travel by car, just like in Back to the Future. Um, so they first in- it was first installed in the rear of a 1967 Chevrolet Corvette convertible and later in 1987 truck having four-wheel drive. And on the actual forum, he did actually post pictures of this time machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'll put these up for you guys. But he posted pictures of the, these time machine. They're very detailed, actually. And they no look... one's been able to prove what they are. There have been people who are straight up offering rewards for years. Like, who knows what this is? Can anyone else say what this diagram was stolen from? What is this? A picture of? And no one has ever been able to figure out where it's from, like, to this day. Um, so it's little things like this that make the John Teeter thing, even though it's weird and there's a lot of sketchiness around it, like very compelling and interesting. And apparently mathematical experts have even taken a look at the information and they've even admitted that his information work on the time machine appears to be accurate. Yeah. So that's interesting. And I mean, this could just be somebody that's, you know, a mathematician or, you know, phys- physicist themselves that, you know has concocted the story but then again my whole thing with a lot of these extraordinary claims is like you know well for one a lot of people the you know like the famous astronomist carl sagan used to say mm-hmm. extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence right so i 100 percent agree with that i do too but it that's why the, this is just fun <laughs> right so on on the flip side you know it could just be you know something like maybe we can't identify it because it's just literally shit he made in his garage or something yeah you know? i mean for all we know he could be like an expert or someone in the military or i don't even know but it's really really weird because um, i mean the diagram i mean the diagram so looks complex. like some type of machine or something but l- let's wait till we tell you how this thing works and then then you can really like you know decide whether or not you think this is legit or not but john teeter described the time machine as too many black holes which are known as micro singularities he said that if you eject electrons onto them and alter their spin, it creates a gravity field that allows you to move back and forth in time. Which, if you mm. think about that for a second, creates a gravity field that allows <laughs> you to move back and that's forth confusing. in time. My brain turns off. But there. I mean, it's like if you look at the diagram again, you look at the pictures. It's like really this machine contains too many black holes in it. How the fuck does that work well how big are mini black holes yeah how many are we talking are they I like think they're the, like mini they're micro like a micro, micro black hole like yeah. tiny teeny teeny tiny micro yeah, it like says micro pinhole. right there no i know that but how small is micro micro could be like a micro usb or it could be like a micro micro <laughs> like know. pinhole like something really know. small yeah <laughs> so he puts he has micro black holes in the trunk of his car in that Allows him to fly back and forth in time. Okay. So John Teeter also talked about how time travel doesn't work the way we think it does. And those of us who believe in time travel typically think of it as the single linear line of time that moves forward. And that time travel is basically just moving forward and backward on that line. Yeah, that's 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 a major thing to this is that it's not like that. Mm. It's not just like Oh, you can just zoom forward and then zoom backwards and then zoom forward. Well, we always think as humans that time is linear and you're just going to move forward and then time travel would obviously be moving backward. But time traveling is like hopping to other dimensions and just landing there at a different time, basically. Yeah, exactly. Well, John Teeter actually said that it works through parallel universes. Yeah. Which, 
parallel universes, I believe, and from the evidence that I've seen is a very real thing. And I think it's a very good possibility that there are this infinite number of parallel universes that exist. So in the, in that sense, the time travel thing becomes more believable. Right. Because well, that's the thing it's that, not time travel as you'd think, which sound, the way that we think about it sounds impossible because it probably is. But what he's talking about is so different. Like he's basically... Um, I heard it explained. I explained it like this in my video that if you're standing in a fun house and you're look, you look to the right of you and you see yourself a bunch of times and you look yeah. to the left, you see yourself a bunch of times. And then all those selves move, take a giant step forward together. So there's a bunch of versions of you changing timelines and just entering at a different time in a different universe. Does that make sense? So you're really just universe hopping and not time traveling at all. You're going back to a different universe at a different time than you left the other one at. And and basically the the idea is that in all of these parallel universes, it's so slightly different. Yes, it's slightly different. But like, because like in a fun house, it? it'd be like the same. Like essentially, it's the same happening right. at the same time. But that's just a metaphor. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I know. I, I know. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Heads are blowing right now. I know. Minds my head literally blowing. like was like, wait, what? <laughs> I need to think for a second. Um. Yeah, yeah. Like he explained it as that each of those versions of yourself in the mirror is like a parallel universe. So it's just, it's just. But he a talked about metaphor. how there's different, like things will be like slightly different right. in each one. But like, how different is it from the the furthest one to the other furthest one? Is it way different between those two? Because it's different. It's the same reason you the Mandela effect exists, you know, like right and deja vu and right. anything else like that that we can possibly revert back to parallel universes being hmm, a possibility could all be part of this type of time travel that like so. they basically people who believe in john teeter believe that the mandela effect the reason we're having those effects is from time travelers changing dimensions and like switching things up huh yeah could be. <laughs> huh. I, whenever i think of parallel universes i always think like the timeline is completely different in all of them like the like it's not just this like slight difference. It's more of a drastic difference. In, well, he said that they time. were slightly different between like one to the next, but like I'm saying, like if there's I guess like if hundred there's infinite number, eventually like, it could get so the, different. You know that. Yeah. Amount of difference between right. the parallel universe would increase. Right. Gotcha. So, like, if you look at it, like, think of it, like, you know, if they're all laid out the in a line if they were all in a line how that different ever so like the first one would be, like, be kind of slightly different then a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more until you get to like the billionth parallel universe and it's like drat you know shit's upside down every you know it's completely it's like, different maybe well, maybe it's upside down <laughs> i think that's what fun people like to think about on the internet <laughs> that's but, what i like to think <laughs> yeah i mean or it could just be that like there's different timelines for things that they're going in through wars in a different universe right now and we're not um, so that's basically because like John Tier, as we're going to get into here, he got some shit wrong, like way fucking wrong. His timeline was <laughs> yeah. way off on like a lot of his predictions, but like some of it makes sense. So a lot of people think that that's part of that slight difference. He he called it the divergence effect. And he said that his universe and our universe are roughly 2.5% different. So whatever from that his. Means, from his. Yeah. How do you how See, you so calculate confusing. that is so weird. I wish we could explain this to you guys, but like. So here's a thought. Maybe this is somebody. If this is a hoax or this is some sort of fake thing, yeah, then it could be. This person is an expert at like 
playing fucking mind games with people. Or they're in on something. And like, yeah, or they're in on something. I think if it, this it's is not just made up off... I don't think it's just some, like, Joe Schmo who made a fucking account and started doing this. I mean, Joe this person Schmo. literally knows <laughs> a lot of stuff, and he had the, these diagrams, and then, like, the fact that his math checks out so well... I mean, we're just barely talk, barely covering what he said. There's You can see all the posts on johnteeter.com. There's long posts explaining how his machine works how this works that works this works that works so like i just don't think it's he's some very random technical. dude no he's very technical and plus what is this guy like what nostradamus to too like he he predicted a ton of shit and we'll get into more of like what he predicted yeah he got some of it wrong but like some of the stuff he got right was like shocking like better than some of the most like famous uh psychics and stuff better than what they've been able to predict mm. so you can't well, just like write him off. It's interesting what he said about UFOs. Yes. Which he said. Yeah. It's it's basically that he thinks that uh, UFOs are like time travelers from other generations. So that when we see a UFO, basically space is like a giant network of time travel, according to him. Like, let that blow your mind. Hmm. Like, what if when you leave our universe, it's literally just going to another version of our same universe? Like, there aren't other planets. <laughs> My God, my head just like stopped. My brain was like, nope, you need a second. Just- the earth is the only <laughs> place of life in this no, infinite No, it's that it would be the same universes. earth, the same system everywhere. The, like oh, beyond, it's just okay. repeating. And people are time traveling from other universes. And that like UFOs are well, about it. We talk about parallel universes. We call it a parallel machines. universe. But like what's beyond what we know? We don't know. It could be the same. It could be a giant network. Yeah, Space yeah, yeah. could be a giant network of universes or whatever we refer to as what our world is. Does that make sense? Kind of. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's what he said. Like, that's what he was like hinting at that when we see UFOs and stuff, it's time travelers. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I obviously like don't know if this is true. I don't believe any of this. I I think this stuff is so like fascinating, and I'm I'm intrigued by it. But I definitely don't like at the end of the day say like, oh yeah, I I fucking believe in John Teeter. Well, and that's I mean, I think that statement is true to some extent because if you think about how you know UFO craft operate, how they work, how they create this anti gravity field Mm -hmm. around them, and how they. Because, like, we'll get into it later, but we'll explain kind of how, like, how possible is actual time travel. And, um, yeah. Yeah, like, well, I was going to say, it's like, it's like interstellar. Like, if, if yeah, you want to think about it, gonna, yeah. as a network of time travel, right. that's what he meant by it. Yeah. In interstellar, they go far enough that they, he literally ends up in another dimension because he went through a black hole. Right. Back to what John Teeter was talking about, black holes. Right. And that's how he... You know, in the movie, gets to another um, universe. So he is technically a space traveler or a UFO to someone else. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No. So in, that, in that sense of the saying. word, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's basically how Makes I sense. took it when I was first researching all this. Is like it reminded me of Interstellar. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it makes sense. So John Teeter claimed that his time machine only worked about 60 years back before slight difference in the universe has become very big differences the farther back in time you travel the more differences there are which is uh, what we just mentioned but he also mentioned that a company called cern which is in switzerland would figure out how to make the first artificial micro black holes so that we could travel through them without getting crushed by gravity 
and turns out he was right because CERN has already come out talking about how they are creating these microscopic black holes, which is very true. Yeah, it is. This was crazy. And back then, no, that was not public information. So the fact that John was saying that is pretty weird. Like, if he had come on the internet recently and started saying this stuff, it'd be more questionable. But the fact that this was back in 2000 makes it so much weirder. Yeah, to some extent, but I think a lot. I think a lot of this knowledge has been known for a while. Well, like, he must have going be... back years because he's well versed in this world, though. Of, so he's of... got to be like what I'm saying is maybe he's not an actual time traveler, but he's not just some like rando on the internet making no. shit up. This has got to be someone who was in on stuff that obviously it was in the works by then. Time travel. I mean, if they if CERN actually is developing it, it's been in the works way longer than probably even before John T. Well, but... I mean, at the end of the day, you're coming back to like, you know, Albert Einstein's theory yeah. of relativity. Like you like Albert Einstein t has a lot of theories about time travel and this yes. idea. So this this research into this this theory about and time Tesla travel has been too, around right? Nikola a Tesla. long time. Yeah, with anti gravity and things like that. So it could time be someone travel. that was so, just familiar with their work. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, maybe he was some sort of like government or military operative or something. Just going rogue and secretly that was, doing this. Yeah, maybe just going rogue under under a different name just to or fuck with people. Maybe it was somebody that's kind of like trying to be like a Nikola Tesla uh, copycat or something, trying to like do their own thing at home, like trying to he obviously has this advanced knowledge maybe he's maybe he's not quite time traveling yet but he's playing the part of a time traveler and creating these things but it with this knowledge that he has explain how he knew things and predicted things like he predicted uh 9 11 that's we will get into that later um columbia the computer the ibm 5100 like he did know this shit ahead of time so I don't know. That's why this whole thing is yeah, just so weird. Yeah, I to guess me. so. Because he, um, he said that, or he explained that he wasn't really time traveling ultimately, but he was yeah. actually just traveling into a different universe at whatever time he wanted. Right. Exactly. So, and that's the thing about time travel is like, you all like I think all of us are immediately our minds go to like Back to the Future and think it's like this linear yeah. thing where you're you just like you forth. roll back the clock and go back to 1975. And that's not what he's saying. And it's saying he exactly doing. the way 1975 was right in our universal reality. Mm -hmm. But one of the claims that John Teeter did make is he said that Stephen Hawking would eventually come out and admit that the biggest mistake of his career was was how he was actually wrong about. Uh, what did he or how he believed black holes worked, which is actually true. And people like roasted him on the forums for this. People were like, shut up. Stephen Hawking's not Stephen gonna Hawking. say that. Like, yeah. yeah, who are you? <laughs> and then guess what? Yeah. Several years ago, after um this was after John Teeter left the internet. I'm pretty sure this ha I don't even remember what year it happened, but this was fairly recently. Fairly recently, last... Stephen Hawking did come out and said he was completely wrong about what he previously claimed about everything being Swallowed up by black holes must be lost forever. So, and he said it was the biggest blunder of his career. <laughs> so, that was a pretty accurate prediction. I mean, this is the stuff that makes the John Teeter thing more plausible because how the fuck did he know that he was going to do that? Unless this really was Stephen Hawking all along. What if, what if John Teeter is Stephen Hawking? New theory. <laughs> he was secretly doing it all from his computer and no one knew. He w and he would have the knowledge of all this. Probably. Maybe he'd be like, it'd be fun. Yeah, he totally would. If he'd anyone could pull this off, he'd have computer knowledge and he'd have all this advanced physics. And he would clearly. know that he would be wrong or admit he'd be wrong. So, 
Well, a new theory has been born. Boom. <laughs> John Teeter is was Stephen Hawking. He Stephen Hawking. <laughs> possible. Interesting. It's Interesting. Possible. I mean, if you were like bored and smart, why not fuck people? Yeah. And another so here so here's another prediction John Teeter made. He predicted that there would be a civil war in the US that would break out another civil war. The year 2008 was a general date by which time everyone will realize the world they thought they were living in was over. The civil war in the US will start in 2004, which wrongo. Clearly that did not happen. Nope. And he would describe it as having a Waco type of event every month that steadily gets worse. He also said that because of the civil war, the rest of the world starts to suffer. Hmm. Which the Waco siege is very interesting. And uh, I'll probably make a video about that, actually. That's, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah, so it'd basically be that type of event. And then there'd be more of them and it would get worse. And eventually we would revolt against the government. He also predicted that uh, events like Waco, um, or actually, I'm sorry, he says that the conflict would consume everyone in the U.S. by 2012, and that Europe would become unstable because of the conflict in the U.S., and this results in a nuclear World War Three. World War Three. So this, like, clearly didn't happen. So that's, like, what kills right, he, the whole theory for me. It's, like, it's hard, because he was so wrong on I mean, I, I, I hate to say this, but I think if you're, like, going to make this extraordinary claim the evidence has got to be there and you got to be a spot yeah. on like if you can't just be like oh i got some things right but some things i was yeah I was off that's on. the thing that's like meanwhile i'm it. off on the biggest fucking event of all of them yeah. world war three where russia yeah. starts bombing well that's cities. the thing is like i've never fully believed in john teeter per se but i've always just been interested in like who was behind this if it wasn't an actual time traveler who Who's knew all this mystery stuff? person who predicted this that? stuff and got some of it right because it was still some pretty big and specific things. Like, there's a lot of psychics out there that predict really fucking basic stuff. Like, there's gonna be weather changes and fires. Like, no shit. Every year that happens. But he was like, this is exactly going to happen. This, this, this. And it came true. Like, a lot of it did come true. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's so hard. Because, like, obviously that was so fucking wrong. Um, well, according to him, he said that at this time of World War III, we're no longer using the same nuclear weapons that we currently are using. He said that they're less destructive, and while the bomb could take out an entire city, anyone living outside the 10-mile radius of that city wouldn't be affected. He also said that there was a militia in the U.S. where every citizen is somehow involved. Just like how it is in um, uh, Syria, right? Ela Klein had to be in the military. It's Israel, like required. Not, not Syria. Sorry. Israel. Israel. God, my yeah, brain is so difference. fried right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that is a big difference. So. so he basically said, like, in the U.S., everybody would be required to serve in the military. Which, yeah. Which could happen. I mean, it could happen at some point, but it didn't happen. Mm. But he said that the World War III wouldn't last long. It would be over by 2015. Oh, yay. And that after the war, humanity would drastically start over or start to change. And the war ended up being the best thing to happen to humanity which which for me this is like kind of a like it's kind of something that you could predict though like there was world mm -hmm. war one world war two maybe world there's going to be a world war three yeah. and you know if we look at the timeline of those wars yeah. we're kind of overdue for a war so 
in my mind, I'm thinking this is not totally ridiculous to, you to know, guess. that somebody could try to like, yeah, exactly. Guess when the next World War Three would be and, and say these things, because I don't think these things are that like specific that well, I'm like coming from a more trippy blown. perspective, though, you can think about it like if there was if there really is time travel, what if other time travelers like came back and, and fixed whatever needed to be fixed to prevent the war from even happening? I mean, it's well, that, there, well, that's the thing. I'm just saying, uh, like, very trying to see no, that's a, no, that's a good point. I mean, maybe, you know, because at the end of the day, this is one time traveler we're talking right. about. And apparently there's a lot of time travelers out there. So yeah. maybe, you know, maybe John Teeter didn't necessarily like, you know, right. maybe he knew that this was going to happen. And then another time traveler swooped in and and fixed something, some situation and helped us avoid World War Three. Yeah, because I mean that's something I think a lot of us. I mean, my parents used to tell me like World War Three is coming. Like my dad would be like, "Dude, World War Three is coming!" Like literally, he he would tell me that that it's I mean, it's it bound to happen. He would be like, is. because my dad was really into like yeah. the World War history and all all that, and he would tell me he's like, "World War Three is is probably bound to happen at some point." Mm -hmm. So you know, it's not. I don't think it's totally ridiculous to make a prediction like that. Right. It's not too much of a risk. <laughs> so here, here's some other things he claimed about uh, the results of this war. He said that the United States would split into five regions based on various factors and differing military objectives. John Teeter refers to the exchange as end day. Washington, D.C. and Jacksonville, Florida are specifically mentioned as being hit. Wow. And after the war, Omaha, Nebraska would be the U.S. capital. Oh, my God. What? The, I know. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, like... Uh, he was from Florida huh? too, so it's interesting that he said Jackson, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, like he claimed to be living in Florida in the future. Yeah, he did, and he said that almost every nation in the world somehow got involved in the war. He said that Australia was attacked by China. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He also said that China ended up taking over North and South Korea as well as Japan, which it became like a giant. Honestly, thing. that's something we've thought for a long time. Could yeah, happen. that's not that surprising. Or that hard to like predict. He also commented on global warming and said that he didn't think global warm warming was getting any worse than it already is and that the ice caps aren't melting any faster than they already are. Hmm. He also said that there is far less smog and industrial waste in 2036. Something he talked about quite often was mad cow disease. Yeah. And mad cow disease isn't something we hear much of anymore. People think that maybe some other illnesses people have, such as Alzheimer's, is actually a form of mad cow disease. Yeah. And there's actually uh, research into that right now. Yeah. No, I have, I've definitely heard that, actually. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of interesting that he, he said that before we started seeing articles about them actually looking into that. Um, not saying that that's true or not. They uh, haven't proven anything yet, but they, it's being looked at. Hmm. Very interesting. John Teeter also mentioned how um, because of the many conflicts, there would be no more Olympics after 2004. Wrong. Until at least the year 2040. Yeah, clearly wrong. One of the, uh, I did a video this year on like psychic predictions, and one of them was that the Olympics would be canceled, I think. Wrong on that too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was clearly wrong. Um, let's see. He also said that the Federal Reserve is gone but that we still use credit cards 
and banks. Interesting. Which, yeah. I mean, I guess after a World War Three nuclear war, yeah, shit's going to be... Yeah, really different. But why would we still use credit cards? Because I think like from Everything what I was... On credit? When I researched John Teeter, it seemed like it was a war... Again, like the civil war was between the people and the government, not yeah. a civil war between people and people. So it was like a, it was it's like, like a basically, yeah. War. So yeah. it's basically like people woke up to the bullshit in the Federal Reserve and this and that, and started fighting back. Again, which is not a extraordinary claim that we've never heard before until John Teeter, right? Yeah, exactly. And like people have been talking about yeah this type of thing happening for so long. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is random but interesting. Yeah. He claimed that electronic music would fade out and instead the use of instruments would become popular again. Hallelujah. And music would become a community <laughs> healer. <laughs> which is which to me, I mean basically it's like again, an apocalyptic event happens yeah. or World War 3 nuclear war. Kind of bring us back to basics. Kind of brings us back to basics. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Man, our minds are so connected, I swear. I know. You always say that the words. <laughs> you always say that. that's why we're the best podcast duo in in the game, right? <laughs> the married game. The married game. <laughs> um. So yeah, in 2036, he said that we would have better health care, and it would be a lot like West older other. Sorry, <laughs> it'd be a lot like how other Western countries have their health. So socialized medicine. Yeah, socialized probably. medicine, which is probably going to happen anyway. Again. Eventually, a long time from now. Um, and it'll be more home medical visits instead of going to an office, which I can totally see. I'm surprised that's not like that already with how, like, you can order up anything. You can get a Postmate to bring you fucking anything. So, like, I'm surprised there's not already services that are, like, home doctors. There is. Yeah, but it's, like, wicked expensive. It's not, like, easy yeah, to get to, for anyone and that's not true. money insurance cover it. I think it's just out of pocket as far as I know. Um, but in the future, it would be, like, less typical for doctor's offices to even be established. It would just mainly be them coming for home visits, Maybe which is that how would, it was back in the day. Which would probably bring up the quality of care if you think oh, about it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, if doctors had to, like, haul their asses around everywhere and, like, you know, they wouldn't want to, like, constantly yeah. be going back to the same house over and over again, so maybe they'd actually it's give a shit. It's more personal. Yeah. It's, um, you know, going back to just, like, native people how they always had like healers like a town village healer that would come to your i don't know your teepee and check on you <laughs> but it's that, like that's the, the thing idea. is like it seems to me that the way the world is supposed to work is the way that it worked in the beginning i think so too and that's the best we're so far like, from where we're supposed to be and that's why there's so many problems that's that's clearly what's going on and it's like it's like deja vu we go through the cycle technology advances but then we are such like, you know, greedy little creatures and we always want more and we always want this and that, that we forget like if we all can guarantee each other the basic necessities and then everybody can like have the society. But like we're literally like programmed and wired and like to think, mine, to mine, think mine, that, mine, like, mine, 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 well, yeah. yeah, we're like the seagulls in Finding Nemo for real. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, back then it was just kind of like everyone help help each other, help your neighbor, help your friend, do whatever you can, can, like, do as much as you can, whatever you're fucking good at, bring it to our village and, like, we'll share. That's basically how it was back then. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Nowadays, people don't like to share shit. No, they don't like to share anything. <coughs> Especially the five families. <laughs> yeah. 
those evil fucks. Um, so John Teeter basically, <coughs> you all right over there? <laughs> God. Um, so, I mean, it's basically like, you know, c- coming into this kind of, you know, beautiful, perfect society where the, you know, the mass mainstream media fades out and, you know, everybody's able to, you know, think independently for each other. It's yeah. kind of like where I hope this world goes eventually, you yeah. know, like, you know, with this shift in consciousness and this, you know, shift to a higher, higher vibration, you know, maybe we can achieve this type of society. And that's basically what John Teeter predicted would happen yeah. after this massive war, which is not, I don't honestly not totally out of the question at this point for this fucking reality. So he also said that there is no large industrial complex creating masses of useless food and recreational items. Food and livestock is grown and sold locally. Farm to table. People spend much more time reading and talking together face to face. People raise a great deal of their own food and do more farm work. And after the war, he said his father made a living selling oranges up and down the west coast of Florida. And my closest friend raises horses and another works for a company that maintains wireless internet nodes. So it's kind of like this, you know, I, I keep thinking, is it utopia, utopia or dystopia? I think it's utop- utopian. utopian society where you have the right blend of, it's like the perfect society that we all fantasize about. Yeah. Where we can still use like technology, wireless internet, things like that. And, but then we can then kind of get back to basics and, you know, grow our own food, locally source food, you know, get rid of all the greedy corporations. And it, it's, it's honestly what, what he's what he is depicting here right so let's talk a little bit about john teeter's family so they used to live in florida which is where john teeter claimed to grow up in which he may have actually done and eventually the family moved to nebraska john teeter's family has a lawyer named larry haber that's what's weird about this like that's another thing that gets me about the whole john teeter story is you can poke so many holes in it but then this family really exists they really do and they have hired an actual lawyer dude you can Mm -hmm. go you can write to his p.o box you can drive to his fucking office Mm -hmm. and see this guy i'm gonna see if i can find this interview of him real fast yeah oh yeah here it is yeah he's an entertainment lawyer yeah which is interesting that he was picked for this and John Teeter's mom explained that a lot of the posts that were made by John were actually different versions of John. And these versions were traveling through universes. So I don't, yeah, I don't think we've actually seen his parents or like heard from them specifically, no. but this is what they, uh, but they hired this guy. So obviously, unless he's literally making up a client, which I don't think you can even do. Uh, but, but that's the thing about this guy, Larry Haber, this lawyer is that, a lot of people or some people think that he's actually John Teeter himself. <laughs> it's funny, though, because when you see this dude, when you hear this dude, you're going to be like, uh, no. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It, and this guy, Larry, has a son who's a computer scientist. So a lot of people think that Larry and his son teamed up to create this whole story, which we just talked about, known as John Teeter. Yeah, and his son, I mean, you're... Which these guys do not seem like physicists and could even possibly... No, they're not physicists. He's a computer scientist and a lawyer. And a computer Which scientist, they're smart. Some of it. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not smart enough but to do all this. physics and universes and stuff? Uh-uh. No. So it's just like, it's odd. So anyway, hear him talk. I mean, do your own judgment on whether you think this dude's telling the truth. This is him talking about his son. 
about uh, my son's involvement, and I was recently interviewed in a Hustler article, and Larry I've got Happer. a copy of it here. Um, for the most part, when I got hired, I didn't take much credence in what was happening. I figured I'd get paid as I do for a lot of clients. And then my son, who's uh, 19 years old, his name is Brisbane, is now a student at the University of Central Florida and a computer geek, spends a lot of time on the net and started going through the sites and so on and said, Dad, you won't believe what's going on out there. And so he started showing me some of the sites, and that's how I've kept up with what's going on, really. I, I spent a lot of time on the computer, but most of my time is spent answering emails and doing the contract work that I do normally. Um, he's told me that people have investigated where I live, where I work. Um, for the record, right now, my offices are now here in downtown Orlando on the 14th floor of the Wachovia Bank building. So for anybody seeing this, please stop going to look in celebration. I have a small office there, but physically I'm here. Apparently people have taken pictures of the office I used to occupy, which has kind of annoyed the people that I used to work with over there. So that I, I can't believe how far this thing has gotten. Um, he's told me that some folks have researched his um, activities uh, when he was in high school. He did speech and debate. Um, there's a whole thread about what days he was in different cities and speech and debate tournaments. And so they tried to tie whether or not he could have been the poster. Um, one of the things that's, that was written up in the Hustler interview was the fact that maybe he is the uh, John Teeter himself per perpetrating the hoax. As far as I know, no. I wouldn't put it past my son to do anything, but I don't think so. Um, mm. I think that uh, it's just a coincidence at this point that uh, some of the things that he's done coincide with some of the postings that have been out there. Yeah, I mean, from that, it, it, I, he seems like he's telling the truth. Yeah, he really Like, does. I mean, it, is it possible? Sure. I mean, anything's possible at this point, but... Right. I've been asked I don't know. I don't see how a young kid could possibly like, I mean, that's the thing. That's the fucking thing though is like, you never know with people online. It's, it's, it's possible. It's possible he could have been Go doing it, but you want to hear this part. I'm going to play this. This is interesting. It was an usher at the movie. .com site, Oliver Williams. And I run a website called John .com. John Teeter is the name of a person who went on the internet for five months. 2000-2001, claiming to be a time traveler from the year 2036. He spoke about why he was here, who he was, how his time machine worked, and then abruptly stopped posting and claimed to return to where he came from in 2036. My name's Larry Haber. I'm an entertainment attorney here in Orlando, Florida, and uh, I'm employed, self-employed. I have my own law practice here in Orlando, and I also work for a company here, uh, downtown Orlando, called Acme Strategy. Oh, I didn't know that was the same clip. I thought it was different. No, it's the same. It's fine. We don't need okay. that. Um, yeah, I mean, he's kind of not that important yeah, in is, the grand scheme of things. Well, yeah, he is. He's like the main thing. <laughs> you don't want to play this? All right, it's a different clip, but if you don't want to play it, that's fine. Well, we'll link it for people so that they can, if they want to look into Larry Haber. It was just Haber explaining like why, how he got the job and how he started working for them and stuff. So I thought it was interesting, but whatever. Um, so <coughs> you want to talk about? Do you, why don't you just explain it? Why don't you explain? I don't know. What do you mean? I don't. I was gonna play that because it explains like how he met them and stuff but i don't know i mean i just think it's so weird that they have hired a lawyer why hire a lawyer but maybe they're just like literally getting like maybe it's just like they're getting all this attention because of their name and people are in you know people are just because of their name them. yeah what do you mean 
Well, they obvious, obviously it's teeter, it's the Teeter family, right? I guess, yeah. Unless he's going by a different name. They don't know what the family's name is. But whoever his family is, is being represented by them. Hmm. It's and so weird. That's very weird. And no one really knows, like, why, and he can't, like, really tell the anyone no why. because there's no there's no information on the family who he's representing right it's just it's just well, it's just they, so happens they want that their they're protection they're like yeah. not obviously they're not gonna like be like hey we're the ones right so yes it's possible that it is like the john teeters family that has this lawyer to protect them from yeah people that are trying to harass them because you because it's the same thing with any internet story hoax whatever People get obsessed with it. People want to know the truth. So people sometimes take it too far and like go and harass, you know, people that they think are related to the person that, you know, in this yeah. case is John Teeter. So I just think this dude, like he's like a well-known attorney. Why would he just like make this up? No, but I don't. But again, his son, like it's possible his son. So he's pulled. hired by his son to be a client for someone that's fake that his dude, son they're, made. Dude is poisoning people with their lunch boxes. I mean, that's the I don't think you you know I don't think they're involved. I think if anything, someone else is uh claiming to be John Teeter's family and has hired him just to go along to make the whole story seem more believable. But I don't think they're just making this up. I do not think that they're the the source of this whole thing. That guy does not look like he's predicting like serious stuff, which we'll get into right here. In two thousand one, Art Bell, who hosted the show that was it's kinda like Similar to Mile Higher podcast, but like an older yeah, version. It was coast to coast, um, yeah, yep, coast to coast AM. And he received several faxes from a man named John Teeter. Obviously, they can't confirm that it was actually John Teeter, but it said, "Would you like to read it?" Yeah, it's a dear Art. I had to fax when I heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year twenty five hundred A.D. Please let me explain. Time travel was invented in twenty thirty four. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both forward and backward in time. Time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel on your original timeline. When you turn the singularity engine off, a new timeline is created due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. Some interesting outcomes of this are, one, you meet yourself. I've done it often, even taken a younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to mine. Two, you can alter history in the new universe that you've just created. Most of the time, the changes are subtle. Sometimes I'll notice car models that don't exist or books that come out late. Unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 20 uh 2564 please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564 whoa weird <clears throat> but in another fax this person talked about how a big skyscraper in new york what and was wondering where it was yeah it turns out later that year 9 11 happens yeah which ultimately led to the creation of the One World Trade Center, which is now the sixth tallest building in the world. He also predicted that there would be something called Internet Nodes, which was basically wireless Internet as we know yeah, today. Yeah, he explained what wireless right, Internet Right, as would Wi-Fi be. back then, right? Yeah. So, the, honestly, though, like, this fact kind of just, like, like, does it for me. Like, I'm just like, really? this makes no sense. 
Yeah. The, the way that the here's here's my interpretation of yeah. this. My interpretation is that this is a smart person that knows enough to be dangerous and has concocted this complex story. Because like, yeah. first of all, this is what doesn't make sense to me. He's talking about time travel and how it works and how you can you go to all these different universes and you and the changes uh, that happen between them are very slight. But then it's like, how are they actually altering events in in these different universes and somehow link back to this universe? Like, it seems to me like he they, he basically overly complicated everything so that you can't actually make sense of it. Yeah. And therefore, it doesn't make sense. We can literally like think as hard as we want on it. But at the end of the day, we're never going to understand how this fucking works. And right. that's on purpose so that they can continue this fucking uh, thing. They can continue this. But game how do that's you explain on, this person predicting stuff? Because yes, we can explain them by being really smart or in on some type of knowledge. But when he's predicting nine eleven, he's predicting internet. Notes. But he's, he's not predicting, predicting IBM. He's predicting the. Yes, he did. How is he predicting nine eleven? He, he was talking about how in the future there's no skyscraper there anymore. Oh my god. That's so generic, though. That's how that's is that the thing. Generic, it's like though? it's grasping how, at straws. How is here. that generic, though? Because like, when else has that happened? A huge skyscraper in New York disappears. Again, this could be a different. But that's the thing: is it changes. That's the thing: is it? How do we even know? I want to know the fucking where. The, now we should be able to go to the fucking forum that all this was posted on. We should be able to trace the IP of where this fucking post was written from. We should be able to figure out exactly no, where the post was written from. they've never been able to do from. that. And and figure out if it's changed because clearly if it? there's updates to things and like over time I bet you anything if there was an actual fucking investigation done on this the right way from the beginning Yeah, if we had the tools someone. we would have fucking debunked this well, straight yeah, off the I'm bat. Not, well, I'm not sitting here trying to argue that it's true because I don't really think that this was a real time traveler But I want to know who the fuck this was But people who make predictions all the time people predict But that is this is almost as good as Nostradamus's predictions, dude These are really strong predictions like predicting that the the space plane thing the columbia thing was big uh, i mean, you just want to completely find all doubt okay, okay. so no i'm just, i think those no, are no, some no, pretty not, big things 9-11 is a big thing how would anyone have known 9-11 was gonna happen? i know i just wish i that could see big. his post of the 9-11 so i could see art it. bell read it on his show unless art bell literally made it all up and you don't believe well, him well i'm just saying that i don't know i i don't know that there's enough for me to believe it but i don't Dude, because I'm the, then he, then he, then they try to, either. Then I'm just saying, play who off, is like, this person? Because I don't think that it was just anyone that just made this up. This is obviously someone who really was in on stuff or like has some, like they knew too much. The fact right. the Stephen Hawking thing's pretty big deal. The CERN thing's a pretty big deal. That was not common knowledge back then. The fact that he was explaining like so many things to people that ended okay. up coming That's true. Fine. That's fine. Here's so a theory. Maybe he's not a time traveler. Who the fuck is? Here's he? a theory. Here's a theory. My theory is that this individual is is somehow working in some black ops project program, high, you know, highly classified, and has gone rogue or something, and has decided to, yeah. you know, disclose some stuff to the public, well, and he did it under the pseudo name of John. That he Teeter. knew these things were going to happen, though. That he's part of something, which is possible. Yeah, because yes, this it's is totally interesting. possible. Because like Columbia could have been planned. Right. 9-11 could no, have been totally planned. Possible. There's conspiracies behind all of these things. It could be possible that those were predetermined events and that there were people that aren't time travelers that knew about it in advance. That's what I'm saying. It's so weird. You can't explain that stuff away. 
And if this is true, this just adds to the suspicion. Because in 2004, the site johnteeter.com noticed an interesting phenomenon in its site statistics. Increasingly, a surge in visitors from governmental and military yes. domains have logged on to read about John Teeter. Isn't Some that visit weird? from .army, .navy, .af, .usmc, .nasa, .ssa yeah. uh, domains. And uh, they originate from uh, some of the governmental so military is that like networks. They're like, so someone is leaking stuff that we know right, about. That's what I'm saying. And we need to some figure sort it out. Of whistleblower or something. Right. That and maybe in order to be a whistleblower, he had to like be under the time traveler thing. Or like, right. I just don't get why I go to all the extent, and then the the image is so weird. The thing he drew up, and the fact that no one can explain what that is or where it's from. I mean, this person must be, like, highly, highly skilled. Why was he fucking around on 4chan in 2000? It's just so weird. The whole thing's weird. I know, it's just, it, I'm not saying it's a time traveler, but I'm saying it's weird. And, like, just chalking up to just, like, a giant joke, I think, is a little no, weird and, and ignorant. And, for, and I'm not... I don't want people to think <laughs> that I don't believe this at all, and I think this is bullshit, because I don't. I, I'm saying that from what I'm able to gather from what he said and... I think that he may have had some insider knowledge about some shit that would explain his knowledge and, and predictions about things because the events could have been pre-planned. But at the end of the day, I think that he may have had, like you said, maybe he cr concocted the time traveler um, story to kind of use that as his vehicle to deliver this insider information is what I'm saying. Cause to me and I would, and, and I guarantee you any astrophysicist or somebody that that no understands physics would would actually would actually probably be able to debunk the way that he described how the oh, time I'm travel sure. would work based upon physics. But how do you debunk him predicting that? Shit? Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing is that maybe he, you know, maybe he was I just want to know who of, it was because I don't think it was just Larry Haber, the lawyer from Florida and his son. And that's like basically the only way to debunk this is to blame it on them so far. That's what people have. It's either it's a time traveler or it's t Larry Haber. And I just don't believe that that was no. Him. Uh, well, and yeah, that he's I don't his think, mastermind no. behind this thing and just being. A, I think he's just come on. I think he's just I think he's just like associated with this because, you know, this family, because for all well, we know, like Teeter is was, not even the name shit, of the dude. actual person. It's probably covered. how do you know Stephen Hawking was going to like say that, though? That's pretty ballsy. That is so specific. I right. don't know. I mean, it's just some weird stuff. Maybe I mean, whoever this person is was somewhat of a psychic, too. Like, really smart and a psychic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting to think about, for sure. And it sounds like in, in 2017, actually, several posts on an on, online yeah. uh, chat room started appearing that were all signed from someone named John, which... Yeah, there's gonna be people as soon as something like this happens people are gonna copycat and try to go by But this John. is weird dude. This is actually very legit and very weird um, So basically someone started popping up on these 4chan things under the name John Saying that there was a gonna be a false flag operation coming which we don't know what a false flag is It's a, like people believe that there are events like shootings and 9-11 that are fake in order to invoke policy change or something like that and <clears throat> the post that he made on this website, like this was not even a year ago. This was like yeah, 2017. This last was before fall. this event happened. Um, yeah, he said, "Look, I feel bad for some of you on this website, so I'll let you in on a little secret. If you live in Las Vegas or Henderson, stay inside tomorrow. Don't go anywhere." 
where there are large groups of people. And if you see three black vans parked next to each other, immediately leave the area. You're welcome, John. So that was very odd because shortly after that, the Vegas shooting did happen, like very shortly after those posts were made. Right. So, I mean, it could have been a lucky guess, whoever posted that, but it's really weird. Um, And there was the whole event was like the woman, remember at the Las Vegas shooting, there's actually a news clip. Do you want me to play it? No, no, no. I I know what you're talking about. I I know that. No, I know. There's a a lot of people that think the Las Vegas shooting was some sort of. uh, No, but the woman who who came out ahead of the event. Do you remember this? Yeah. She said, there's going to be a shooting here and started yelling at people. And she was escorted out by by security. Yeah, absolutely. They interviewed people on local news. I have plenty of news clips where they're they're literally saying, oh, yeah, this woman was, before the shooting happened, came out and said there was going to be a huge shooting. So people believe that Mm -hmm. some people had early knowledge of it. Well, that's the thing. And in this world that we live in right now, the big thing right now is all these people coming forward as insiders whistleblowers that are you know sometimes telling the truth sometimes telling us not the truth right about different things and it's so, like sometimes they're just wrong so it's hard but with this situation if that if that post was in fact before that then it's like yeah what the fuck how do you how the fuck did this whoever oh, it John was it's was, a real know, post it's, it was this. really like, done this how would was they real. know this how would exactly. they know exactly how so, the fuck did they know that very very suspicious there's some fuckery at play here Mm-hmm. But to wrap it up, I want to just talk about time travel in a more like scientific uh, perspective because let's bring it back to reality a little bit and talk about <laughs> talk about is time travel really possible? Like when we look at the information that we know, the physics that we know, is it really possible? And this is where I was talking about Albert Einstein earlier. Because Albert Einstein laid the groundwork for for much of the theoretical science that governs most time travel research today. Einstein's theories of special and general uh, relativity dramatically changed our understanding of time and space. And that's because of these well-tested theories that we believe time travel is possible. So that's the thing is it's not impossible. We think it is possible. And the reason we think it's possible is because the idea of a wormhole which is also known as an Einstein-Rosen bridge. And Einstein suggested the existence of wormholes in 1935, and although we've yet to discover one, many scientists have contributed their own theories about how wormholes might work. Stephen Hawking and Kip Thorne are probably the most well-known. Thorne, a theoretical physicist at Caltech, even helped Christopher Nolan with the science behind the movie Interstellar which is like what you talked about. Interstellar yeah. is a very, and a lot of people don't even realize that their first go around that like yeah. time travel is very much the main thing that happens in that, in movie. that movie. Yeah. I know because, you don't even realize it your first time watching it. I realized it my second. Exactly. So let's just assume that wormholes do exist. And in the late 1980s, Thorne said that a wormhole could be made into a time machine. And according to Einstein's theory of general relativity, a wormhole could act like a bridge through space-time by connecting two distant points with a shortcut. So that's the thing. Remember how they like showed like, you know, they fold you. It's like folding a piece of paper, and you go through it. You know, you put a pencil through it. That's that's essentially what a wormhole is connecting you through. Yes, it's like a shortcut. Mm-hmm. The f- space fold. Mm-hmm. And certain types of wormholes 
it's been theorized could allow for time travel in either direction. If we could accelerate one mouth of the wormhole to near light speed and then reverse it back to its original position. Meanwhile, the other mouth would remain stationary. The result would be that the moving mouth would age less slowly than the stationary mouth thanks to the effect of time dilation. But there are several major caveats of tri traveling back in time with this method. Among them is the simple fact that we need a method for creating wormholes. And once created, the wormhole would allow us to travel as far back as the point in time when it was created. So something else that could allow us to time travel is this idea of time dilation, which basically refers to the idea that time passes more slowly for a moving clock than it does for a stationary clock. The force of gravity also affects the difference in elapsed time. The greater the gravity and the greater the velocity, the greater the difference in time. Black holes, like the one depicted in Interstellar, for instance, would produce a massive amount of time dilation due to their extreme gravitational pull, which is exactly what happened. That's why after they go through the black hole in Interstellar and they yeah. are somehow, which we don't understand how they're able to come back to Earth in the same universe same right. timeline as before yeah. which is kind of the fantasy of the whole thing because we don't mm -hmm. think that would even be possible but they're able to come back and he's like time he's like still like same age and everybody on earth like 60 years have passed like so this is why the international space station ticks the clock ticks a little bit more slowly than clocks on earth do. right that because there's that time dilation that right they're just Here. far enough out that it's slightly slower so that's that's time travel in itself that's so right so space really is a giant network of time in a way in like that's theory. why time is all wrapped up in space and space continuum and in theory you know if we have the ability to p send things through black holes which is what cern is actually doing they're actually yeah. creating artificial black holes so john teeter is probably someone that just knew this type of stuff maybe right. he worked for cern Maybe that's, he time traveled for all we know or like someone there had and that's how he knew some of the stuff from the future But he just like worked with them. Yeah, I don't know That's really, like really what I'm getting here is is I just don't think it's Larry Haber I just want to know who the hell it was no cause it was just too much for just this like random fucking lawyer and his son to do Well, and if you think about somebody that was actually a time traveler Why would they want to be like so invisible to everybody? Like why right. would they why would you know like if you were a real time traveler? Why would you just like? go this like very very sketchy route of like just posting on a form like well, why would no you one's gonna believe a... you who the f people could kill you for all you know but and that's plus, the thing you're probably he not allowed this, to tell anyone. but he had the proof is if what he I'm was saying. okay let's say it's real though if he was part of the military they're probably like don't fucking tell anyone why would they ever want you to tell anyone so like internet posting would be the only way to go it's true i guess and You'd at the time and at the time i guess like, i'm a time traveler but that well, that's the thing and there like if you go on YouTube There's like tons of videos of people that claim to be time travelers like it's crazy There's yeah. tons of people that may and that's the thing is that's why it's yeah, become kind of a, a Laughing stock of the internet time travel has because yeah. people like that one guy who was like crying Yeah, 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 and people but ridiculous. and people and people take it to that fantasy level So people don't take it seriously. Well, that's more. what's fun with the John Teeter thing That's why I was excited to talk about this is it's total fantasy There's not a lot like I said to hang your hat on on it I just think it's I don't rule it out completely because I don't know no, we don't day, know. I don't know either know. and I'm not saying it's complete bullshit either but at the end of the day <sighs> Sorry extraordinary <laughs> claims 
need extraordinary evidence. And John Teeter, you may have known some shit, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Yes. Let us know. Let us know. But that is uh, it Leave for a us comment, today, you guys. Like, comment, subscribe, and join us for next week when we finish up the five families. Yes. We're going to do DuPont and Morgan in the same one. Oh, so yeah. it's going to be a little double header for y'all. Knock that shit out. But yep. thank you guys for joining us. Yes. It was fun. It was real. Stay woke, and we will see you next time. It's so